First, he looks at the books. Right. Looks at how many people are here. <laughs> Can I sit next to that pretty girl? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we think in we're going to start, it's already started. Yeah, See, this right. is the thing. You can't get before the selfie. Yeah, you are before the selfie, That's but right. you can't get before the selfie. Yeah? So if the selfie tries to get before the selfie, obviously that's selfie. Mm -hmm. But you are before the selfie. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So this is, it's almost like a mis mixed message. You're trying to say there's nothing to get, but because you already are. Yeah, it's not like it's nothing to get, like it's going to be torture, you know. But it's, there's nothing to get, or you can't, pop, you can't get it because you already are it, yeah? Now, if you start saying, well, I'm already, I already am it, as what you're not, it doesn't work. So you need warnings, that's all. Basically, with no movement at all necessary, there's going to be movements, and you need warnings about what the movements do, yeah? So the movement that you feel is going to bring you closer may be putting you in a distance, yes? Because it's all based on an assumption, hey T, nice to see you bro. It's all based on an assumption, we had a, a VIP just showed up, so. A VIP just showed up, Mr. T, yeah, he's shy, but yes, yes. So, so, that's how he was trying, I lost the thing anyway, but, so, the idea that uh, a loss of interest is the key doesn't make uh, sense to that which needs interest. Yeah? But the whole point is why you can't get it is because you are it. It's not like torture. It's not why you can't get it is because exactly what you take yourself to be. No, what you, why you can't get it is you are it. Simple. Yeah? So, Basically, once that premise is lands, then all that looking, instead of going into looking for what you are, you start seeing what you're not. Really, you see the activities that are promoting this Paul. That's always a moving for what it's looking for. It's a moving towards or away based on aversion or desire. Yeah, and it's basically agitation. And as that great Zen thesis, faith mind says. You can't use agitation or activity, which would be ag agitation. You can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. That's the conundrum. Yeah. So hopefully, sooner or later, the message lands, and it's a disarming, not a call to arms. Yeah. It's a disarming. So in other words, this message doesn't demand you knowing it. Yeah. It's just the man's hearing it, really, in a sense, because the problem is, is lack of possibility. Because being, the act of being identified as what you're not limits incredible possibilities. One of them is you are that which you're looking for. And therefore, if it tries to go into the mental logic, it's going to perplex the mental logic. Because the mental logic has an assumption that it already knows you, and you are definitely not what it's looking for. 
Yeah? You're trying to look for something else to augment or to embellish or to increase what you may be. Yeah? But it has nothing to do with you are something underneath that. And basically, let's look at that activity called selfing. No more, no less. There's no demands, there's no orders, there's no conscription. It's an invitation. Yeah? Now, this invitation is different than most invitations because it's informing you you're already at the dinner. Yeah? So it doesn't need to give you, so when's the time of the, you know, the dinner now? We're here. Yeah? That's it. So you can move the meeting, you can change the time, but the same invitations there, here, now. Yeah? Doesn't matter what condition you came in, or think you're in, or you were in, or you're hoping you're going to be in, here and now. Yeah? So, that's it. So you give a simple description of this mental activity, and it's, you don't even need, you, you have all the examples already, but you describe its modus operandi, which is the claim, yeah? So something arises and claims what's happening to imply there's a someone that's either doing it or is being done to by it, yeah? So as soon as there's the recognition of what's going on, it gets mutated, it gets changed into a using all that which is going on to imply something that's not going on, yeah? And now suddenly we start from what's not going on and then we have a very, very blind way of looking through what's going on because we don't see it anymore. Because all we hear is a narration that whatever is going on, how, do it, how does it pertain to me, the me that I'm not? Now this isn't anything that's done volitionally, it's just the way it's set up. Yeah, this is the big thing with the message a lot of times is this stubborn habit of volition. Yeah, people when they hear the word selfing or they get the idea of it, they'll call me and say, I've been selfing all day or selfing's been driving me crazy. Yes, so there's either the sense of volition or the sense of powerlessness. So I feel like I'm, I'm doing it or it's doing it to me. Yeah. And the doing it to me always gets to a very, very interesting scratch or itch, which is powerlessness. Because you don't want a lot of shit to happen to you. That does. Yeah? A lot of the time, during one day, there's a lot of shit you don't want to happen to you, but it does. <laughs> so basically, the information is implying something that we, the, the system doesn't want to see, which is this inherent powerlessness. Yeah? So basically, it says it's done something or it believes something did it to them. So it's either a volition, an owning of something you don't have anything to do with really, or a sense of powerlessness which is disguised with an exertion of power which causes your frustration and fucking confusion and shit like that because you're thinking, all right, if these are my thoughts, my mental thinking says I, they should listen to me, yes? If I don't really want any, and it's an important day the next morning, at least give me a break from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Yet it doesn't seem to listen to you. And it, the frustration is because that would be incredible evidence to see, clearly, because these aren't your thoughts, yeah? But what we see, we see it from being the thinker, and it just promotes more confusion. And so then we get, 
we're so confused, we buy a book. All right, let's cultivate good thoughts. And let's not, you know, give, give any emphasis on the bad thoughts, which is going to give emphasis on the bad thoughts. Your wish not to give heavy emphasis on the bad thoughts. So the system keeps telling you, you can't get out of it. Yet, we don't hear it because it would be nice to see what there's a reliance on. I'm not saying there's a who or anything, but what there is a reliance on is failed. You know, just fucking an honest assessment. You relying on thoughts to navigate your life as it worked or won't work, yeah? You're relying on your intuition, which ain't intuition, it's fucking memory and bias, really. I know this fucker is going to try to do to me, whatever. You know what I mean? It's all mental. So the mental, and the mental activity obviously is supporting or reinforcing the validity of relying on the mental activity. How are you going to get out of there if you've already been identified as the mental activity? How? How can self get out of self? So the frustration of our condition is actually the greatest rude awakening to finally admit, I can't fucking get out of this. I'm not managerial quality. No mass, surrender, whatever. You just realize, Jesus, I'm up Shit's Creek without a battle. <laughs> and why, once you finally say that, then something starts to occur. You realize there isn't, you're not that you that's up Shit's Creek without a paddle. There may be an up Schitt's Creek without a paddle, but it's not you. And that's where the relief lies. You finally fell upon what actually works, which is seeing what you're not, yeah? You've been trying to get out of you as you. How about getting out of you by realizing you've never been in you? To me, that works, yeah? So what happens is when that you that you want to get out of isn't you, and you see that clearly, there's a loss of interest, yeah? There's a loss of interest. What does that interest do? It brings light to a lot of shit that was seemingly dark based on these mental activities. And you just, you know, you call a duck a duck. You see what's going on, yeah? And you see, obviously, I've had prime examples that something, I don't know what it was or what it wasn't, took me over and used me for transportation with huge desires fueled by addiction and wanting to get out of me as me. So when I heard self can't get out of self, it explained everything. Because what my confusion would be, I'm failing once again. I can't even get out of me successfully, yes? So again, the self-centeredness always piles on, yeah? And instead of having the eyes to see what's happening, there's a blame and a fucking, you're the one who's fucking up. If you only did more, if you only kissed that, guy's foot for a little longer, if you only would have been more selfless, then no, it's not the fact. The fact is, you're not that which believes it has to be selfless. Hallelujah. Yeah? So when you're that that believes it has to be selfless, could you imagine when the whole system is self-centered, you've set up the only possibility is to be selfless. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old guy that used to speak. Uh, the first few years I got sober, they gave me uh, his tapes. A guy, a Jesuit monk from India. What was his name? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy. But he would be talking about this whole thing about uh, selflessness. He says, everyone's fucking selfless. 
<laughs> you're wanting to be selfless is selfish, yeah? So basically it's like that which is playing God can't quit playing God. That would be playing God. I mean, how many, you want, all right, so let's say you've been driven by the talk to there and you hit the wall, yeah? Do you get, do you need to go back and get into another vehicle and hit the same fucking wall? Just see, is it true or not? Can self get out of self? Have you ever been successful escaping John? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I was successful, but it almost cost me my life and a 10-year prison sentence. Oh, all right, well, there you go. How long did you feel like you weren't John? Maybe two minutes, three minutes. <laughs> now I'm going to feel like John for 30 years. That's not a good deal. The payoff-cost ratio isn't really working. Yeah, so, so this is the easiest, softer way, the no way. Yeah. The no way. You recognize every movement triggers. See, it's sort of like you're outside the hallway of shit and fans. You've heard about the hallway of shit and fans. You don't want to, you want to avoid the hallway of shit and fans at all costs. But when you look in, nothing's going on. But as soon as you open the door, it gets triggered. You are the hallway of shit and fans. So it doesn't need to be a hallway of shit and fans. When you enter it, any hallway can be the hallway of shit and fans. Yeah? Now, you'd like to walk through the hallway without shit of fans, but if it's you walking, it triggers it. Yes? You can't get out of it. How are you going to get out of that? You come so much later than the mental activity. So much later. We did this thing in recovery. Can you hear? Can you hear? Yeah. I think you're muted, Paul. Hey, Paul, can you unmute? Yeah. All right. So we're talking about this thing we ran into the other day in recovery, where we do an inventory. Let's say we have Wendy. Um, I resent Wendy, so she would be the first column. Then I go, why? Well, she left me. Then I look at, well, how did that affect me, my agenda, yeah? What I want, what I thought, don't want to lose and shit like that. And then I get to the fourth column, which is an honest inventory of my role in it. Selfishness, let's say, self-seeking and frightened, yeah? But in fact, the selfishness, self-seeking and frightened is before Wendy. The reason why there was resentment concerning Wendy was here, was the selfishness and self-centeredness. We're so fucking ass backwards. We're so, with the horse behind the cart, we have to look at the cause of it as an effect, yeah? We can't see what's going on. There's selfishness and self-centeredness and a fear of not getting what you want and losing what you have and then a perceptual experience is produced by that. You see with those glasses. And then the shit hits the fan, and you blame Wendy or someone else, but basically, like the Course in Miracles says, you're never upset for the reason you think. Because the reason is this. There's a self-centeredness and a self-seeking and frightenedness in the act of being identified as what you're not. 
which causes you to look at things from a threatening position, even though there's no apparent threat. So resentment kicks in. We're so out to lunch, we have to start the, ox the opposite way. We've got to look at Wendy, what happened, and then maybe how it affects, and then finally seeing actually what caused the whole thing. Yeah? This is duality. To, ha to have the horse behind the cart. Non-duality is just correcting that which doesn't need to be corrected. It's always been the horse behind the cart. In front of the car. Yes, always. Nothing's ever changed. It just seems to have changed by the mental activity. So what needs to be loss of interest in it? You don't have to lose interest in something that's real. You have to lose interest in something that's not real. Yeah? In other words, you have to recognize that reality is what we are. Being ourselves reality in this dreaming and through the act of being identified as the dreamt, we're giving reality to fucking things as if they're real and they can produce effects. That's being out to lunch. You're never going to get to the root of the problem because you keep seeing it from the problem. Yeah? And so every solution, when you have the solution, doesn't fucking work well. Yeah? It's not because the solution doesn't work. There's no need for the solution. It's the problems claiming the solution. Yeah, that's the solution. Now, the inventory would be selfishness, self-centeredness. Yeah? Looking from there, I saw Wendy's leaving me as a fucking huge threat. This is my rationale. She's rich, I'm not. I'm going to lose this. Da, da, da. I go, I'm sleeping with the maid. She's going to go and you know, all like this. And to me, that's a huge threat, the mental state threat. And then there's selfishness, self-centeredness. Yeah, but it's actually, yeah, selfishness, self-centeredness is the, is, the, is the precursor. It's the cause. We're thinking effects are the cause. And in that mistake or misunderstanding, the cause gets hidden. We're thinking it's effects. We're thinking when they did something to me, when in fact she didn't. Yeah? This is the... I mean, before you start reading tons of shit uh, in a room with have no lights, put the lights on. Yeah. Put the lights on and see if you're that interested in the book. I remember I was at that bookstore in uh, San Rafael. We used to do that talk at that bookstore, and they had tons. Yeah, they had tons of books around this desk. They keep getting more New Age books, and there's this one. It was like 1,200 pages. Consciousness. Now, being conscious, why would you want to read a 1,200-page book on consciousness if you're conscious? It's just fucking, what the fuck? I would say that book, in a way, could be used to, to avoid or deny the fact that you're conscious. Yeah? And make it a thing, well, now I know what it is, so I'll recognize that you're fucking awake. We're awake. We're awake taking ourselves to be asleep. And what's taking ourselves to be asleep isn't us. Yeah? We're awake to that. The selfing is being seen all the time. The selfing is being seen all the time. We're always before the selfing. The selfing's not making any shit up, in a way. 
Yeah? It makes shit up from us. Yeah? Like the Course in Miracles says, you know, firm in faith in this something else we've made to be ourselves, yeah, is the actually the act of denial of what we are. It's the pure it's the pure duality that non-duality is negating. Yeah. Firm in faith in this something else we're making to be ourselves. I wouldn't say we made to be ourselves. I would say it's an activity. So we're in an activity, the head is, that's and it's the head has directed a lot of faith into this activity. So when you feel like self, you feel like a historical one. You don't see that the idea of you is arising right now. When it arises and we react to it with ignorance, in this ignorance, we think it's 60 years of Paul. Yeah, it's just that the same bell is being rung. I know that bell, yes, I know that, yes, on and on and on. All knowledge that goes to that is self-knowledge, which is going to avail you nothing. All knowledge of that has huge value. All knowledge that goes to that is going to be neutered of any value it could truly have, leading you to the fact you're not that. Yeah? But knowledge of self is very valuable because you see it's a manufacturing, it's a mental activity, and there's no volition involved. You're just an audience. Yeah? that maybe got way too engaged in it. <laughs> Truly. You know, talk about Alice in the rabbit hole. Yeah. So this message is, okay, the mental state arises very quickly, but before that arising is us. Yeah. Not a body, not a thought, not a this or that, but us. Then there's an arising. Yeah by the witnessing or the experiencing or the being conscious of what's happening in the dream. There's a reaction from this mental activity, claims it, and then basically reinforces the reality of itself by giving the reality to the dream. So now we believe we're in a real place with real things all day, yes? Everything's happening, time, all this. Yeah? So now, in that condition, the dreaming that we are is being, is, is being used to give everything all the meaning it has, and we're giving everything the meaning to affect us, yeah? So now, thoughts are driving us fucking crazy. When you were a baby, they weren't. I'm sure there was thoughts being formulated up there somewhere, but they came and went, just like when the kid takes a shit. He's not embarrassed, because he had nothing, not, he had nothing to do with that process. <laughs> just like this, he's looking around. Nothing stuck to the kid until... The head got involved and then started to tell a story that you're a noun, yeah, you're a noun, you're Paul, give name and form to you and then you give name and form to everything fucking else, yeah. That activity continues but you don't, it's sort of like the glove and the hand. You realize, man, I do not want to hear another talk about the hand, yeah unless it comes with a warning about the glove, because it's just going to be used by the glove to reinforce itself, yeah? Unbeknownst to the person that may be even sharing it, yeah? Maybe the person who's sharing it has a true belief this is opening everyone's eyes, but the, the thing is that mental state is claiming it, yeah? And it's just like we said about that, that uh, video about seeing the two lion's heads in the reflection on the water, 
and then the young lion realizes it, it's a lion, like immediately, as soon as it sees the older lion's face, you're ahead, yeah? But what happens when the younger lion leaves the pond, the water? The sheep identification kicks in, yeah? Now, in a second, after that incredible recognition, the programming has already corralled it, and now the sheep thought it had an incredible lion experience. So the point is, you can't just give the parable of the fucking reflection in the pond. You've got to talk about what happens after you leave the water hole. <laughs> because something's going to kick in, and it's going to happen. It's going to spin a fucking story, and you'll be living in that cocoon once again, thinking you're outside of the cocoon. Yeah? You, that can be in the cocoon, cannot ever, ever, ever escape and be outside of the cocoon. Yeah? Because you have the spinning of it. The story is the spinning of it. Yeah? So, so there, that's the first one. The second one, again, is, you know, if the glove hears about being a hand, <laughs> and then tries to become a hand like a glove, all it does is reinforce the glove. Yes, yes, be clear. Be clear about that. The glove isn't going to get out of being the glove. The hand is going to realize there's in and out, yes? Because it's not, it's, in, it's essentially independent of the glove. Yeah? As Jesus says, well, he doesn't say this, but you're in the glove, but you're not out. You're in the glove, but not of the glove. Yes, yeah, yeah. So there's a freedom already there, yeah? Yes? Already. Even while there's seemingly you're in the glove, there's the fact that you're, you're out of the glove, that you're not of the glove, yes? You may be in and out, but you're not of. That's incredible, because most people, when they feel like they're fucked, it's not that, it's like they're going to be fucked forever. That's what drives people really crazy. There's a huge weight brought into it with time. Because if you felt weird for a five seconds, who gives a shit? But you feel weird, oh, a lifelong depression is hatching. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just, it just forecasts fucking gloom and doom. And then you react to that. You don't react to the four second, three second feeling. You react to a narration or an interpretation of the feeling. Yeah? And I've seen people do insane things based on that interpretation. I do. Because then they get, they'll use a temporary solution for this problem. You know, they'll, I mean, a, a, a terminal solution. They'll shoot themselves or something else, yeah? Yeah. So, let's end on that note. Shoot themselves. So, no, if you just see it, the claiming is the main movement. The claiming is of time, and we're not. So, we're before any claiming ever happens, yeah? We're before, yeah? What's being claimed is the dreaming, and the dreaming is being claimed to imply the dreamt, yeah? And the dreamt gets its sense of reality by having reality in the dreaming. Yeah? It has to see this as real to see itself as real, yeah? If you have the experience of waking up from Paul, the awake dream, as like we do when we wake up in the morning from the night dream, the whole story of Paul it wouldn't even take a second to collapse. It's sort of like that thing, if you're dreaming at night, having a Slurpee, like a five second gulp, and the next night you're dreaming of a 300 epic, year epic, where you're, of course, you're never like the, 
you know, the dog, you know, cleaning up the shit, you're like a princess or a fucking someone. And all these uh, incarnations, yeah. When, how long does it take to wake up from both of those dreams? It doesn't take three months to wake up from the 300-year-old dream. There's no, there's no relevance given to time in the, awake, in the awakeness, really. Yes? So a five-second dream or a 300-year-old dream takes the exact same amount of time to wake up from none. Yeah? It's only in the dreaming things or have a certain influence and a certain meaning. Yes or no? It's only in the dreaming. Just like that tiger last night in the dreaming had a huge meaning while I was in the dreaming. It scared the shit out of me, let's say. But when I wake up, all of its meaning is completely vacuumed out. Yeah? Why? Because I was given it the meaning it had. This is the exact same event. In the awake dreaming, we're giving it all the meaning it has. Yeah. What's that meaning? Some of us, the time we got pulled over by the cops was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Then I get sober, my mind changes, and I say it was the best thing that ever happened to me. What was it? Was it the worst thing? And then it had an incredible transformation into the best thing? No. Where I was looking at it from one place, it was the worst thing. Where at this other place I'm looking at it from, it was the best thing. Exactly, yeah? Yeah. If the glove looks for the hand, it doesn't work. But if the hand sees the glove, it's fine. It's, it's, it works. Because then there's an acceptance when you find yourself in the glove. Yeah? Because you know you're not of the glove. Yeah? Yeah. So you can clean up the messes of being in the glove, making amends, doing this, doing that. But then the correction's always there. Yeah? You're not of the glove. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why with me, when this was like, see, I got relief when I was getting loaded because if I wasn't getting loaded, there was something called perfection, the concept of that, that really drove me crazy. So instead of failing, I wouldn't try anything really. Yeah. I did it once for like six years. I wouldn't do a backflip off of a board because I, I was afraid of what people would think when I made a fool of myself. So my solution to uh, saving my ass, saving my face was losing my ass, basically, you know? So there was this whole drive of, I don't feel like, I don't want to feel rejected, so I'm not going to fucking try anything, really. I'll just get loaded. And so people would think, oh, you lived on the edge, getting loaded and overdosing costs. No, to me, the edge was receiving unconditional love or maybe going to a job interview. That was fucking, that's the fucking edge. To get loaded was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these strategies that are born from a mistake just lead to mistakes. So, yeah, hopefully this uh, doesn't help you. Let's, can we end, we're going to open up the talk, I guess. Yeah? Anyone have a question here? Can you hear me still? Yes. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, if anyone has a question, let's uh, go for it. Yeah, there's a couple of hands up. Uh, Phil W is first. Please unmute yourself. Go ahead. Hi, Paul. Hey, hey. hey, Paul, thanks for being here. Uh, yeah, I, I really um, 
anyway, I, I don't know if I have a question. It's more of like an anecdote that came up because of what you're talking about. Um, you'll probably find a question in there, but uh, yeah, about five months ago, I, I, I cracked a tooth, you know, so my tooth cracked and, uh, and uh, I started, you know, why did my tooth crack? That shouldn't have cracked to, you know, whatever. And then I didn't see the dentist right away. And I started feeling pain, like pain around my general area and my jaw and head. And I thought, okay, well, this probably you know, cracked to the root. There's an infection. And there's this whole thing about what could have happened. And it was what did happen in my mind. And anyway, five months later, which was yesterday, I finally got around to seeing the dentist. And I'd had sleepless nights with headaches and all this pain. And I finally get the dentist yesterday. And I had this whole construction just totally worked out. And, and also not just what it was, but what was gonna happen. And the dentist was gonna say this and he would charge me too much and all this stuff. And he just did a simple scan. He said, no, there's no abscess. There's tooth, tooth is not, there's no infection, nothing. And you know, then, I, then the question was like, what's the headaches from? He says, you're just grinding your teeth, you're stressed, you know, just use, use a mouthpiece, whatever. Simple solution, right? So I immediately- Probably about the tooth. Yeah, and so it was my tooth, my problem, my story, you know, all this stuff that kind of relates to what you're saying about projecting sort of, I projecting backwards into like whose fault it could have yeah. been and projecting forward at whose fault it might be in the future. And even if it's mine, it's still like, I'm still projecting this way or that way. And so there's this moment where he says, no, there's no problem. It's not the problem you thought it was. It's a very simple solution. And my story fell apart because it's like, it was yeah. totally false, but I couldn't hang on. I, I, I couldn't just, I had to make up a new story about like, well, now what am I, you know, now what if the mouth guard doesn't work? What if this and that? Anyway, it's just kind of related to what you're saying about this. It was backwards. It was mourning the loss of its story. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is this little conundrum you hit perfectly. Your story about the tooth caused you to avoid dealing with it, and the stress around it produced the problem even more. I've run into this about many times. You've got to realize it's a failed system. <laughs> yeah, people were at the house today, and... I was sharing about, you know, after uh, operations, I realized uh, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, because my head, uh, when it looks at my physical conditions after getting run over and everything, it's, it has a very strong magnification and it actually promotes illness. Yeah, my hoping to get better is actually the cause of a lot of illness. Yeah, so you have to learn how to send it around the corner for more than a half an hour. <laughs> so yeah, so you see, and then the, there's an investment in the story, yeah, because your head's getting quite a lot out of the story. It doesn't want you to get better, really, yeah, because it would, again, you'd see the emperor without any clothes. The problem is, we see the emperor without any clothes, but then the emperor shows up and describes its nakedness to us. <laughs> we don't see that that 
we don't see the speed of the selfing activity. We, but we have a clarity, and then you think it wasn't clarity, it was always clarity. But the clarity gets claimed, and then there's a filter put on it, or a lens. There's nothing else it can play with. It's us, yeah? Selfing has no seeing involved in it. There's no, there is no self that sees. There's a seeing of a mental activity the activity obscures that, and you take yourself to be the activity. But for how fucking long? Yeah? How many people say, well, why didn't, you know, why didn't God reveal itself to you? In this case, there's tons of revelation. It's failed. <laughs> what, you're, what you're listening to is failed. Yeah? Yeah, I mean... I mean, how you know, you keep going back to the dead horse, and then when you check it to see if it's alive, you breathe life into it, yeah? And then you think, I can, the horse is resurrected. No, it's fucking dead. <laughs> life has something else in store for you, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for that. That happens a lot, yeah, that activity, a whole lot, yeah? It's like they say, what is it, the, uh, the cover-up is, is, is worse than the crime, yeah? So you have something thinking, and then the head tries to cover it up. <laughs> to be, it's like, yeah. It's like what they do, I don't want to get too much into it, but a lot, let's say, look at pharmaceutical solutions, yeah? So you go to a, a and it's being presented on TV, the pharmaceutical solution to something that bothering, let's say, you and you really want to get relief. And begrudgingly, they had to put on the side effects. So it's like a 20-second part of the 60-second commercial. Anal bleeding, could <laughs> lead to death. <laughs> That's a fucking solution? I mean, give me a, a fucking break, you know? And then I know a lot of people who've had trouble, and they take something for it, and the addiction to the solution is worse than the addiction to the problem. It's worse when they try to get off the solution than it was getting off the cocaine or something. This, this gets wheeled out as a solution? It's insane. I've seen people totally flipping out like they're on crystal meth. They were coming off ambute, some sleeping medication. I say, Jesus Christ. They're like fucking at the meeting. I'm going, what's happened to you? I'm trying to wean myself off for a, a sleeping pill. What? Yeah, they captures you, yes? Just like if you feel like you're, you're the thinker of the thoughts, the thoughts own you. Yeah? You see the deal here? This is, the, it's, you don't... The signposts of this message aren't particulars, they're patterns. You see a pattern and you recognize a manufacturing aspect of it. You see a pattern, maybe you saw it in New York, then you see it in San Francisco, then you see it wherever you may be. And instead of seeing all the particulars, when you have a larger view, you recognize something. You start recognizing things. And in that recognition, that's more than enough. The recognition, the seeing of the recognition sets balls in motion that produce new effects and new changes. 
You never know the tree but by its fruits. Yeah? We're out to lunch here. We're out to lunch. So basically, the message is already there. And then it starts playing out in your life, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> like it said, in, Jesus said, it's like a thief in the night. We're so busy looking for something, we don't realize we are that something we're looking for. If, you put the, if there's a stopping of looking for it, you're going to fucking find out a lot. Yeah? It may not come in book form. Yeah? It may not come in a video. But it's going to exude out of this experience. It's going to influence the experiences. Instead of being completely influenced by experiences, it will inf influence the experiences. You'll travel lighter. Yeah. Nothing any particular, well, will I tra travel lighter when I get that, that uh, the summary of my physical health? Maybe, maybe not. It's not like, it's not targeted to one fucking thing. It's basic and overall way you travel. It's not saying you're going to get out of fucking everything the way you'd like to, but you're going to travel lighter through whatever is in store for you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much with that. So basically, if you, if you took what he said, your grinding your teeth was based on worrying about the tooth. Yeah? <laughs> self can't get out of self. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. That's a beautiful... Uh, Example. <laughs> All right, I've been trying to avoid this for six months. Uh, your avoidance has le uh, led you to a terminal condition. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why when I was a kid, I swear, I was interested in bugs like most people, I guess. And, uh, I realized I could look at the, the coloring of the bug if I had a magnifying glass. So I went into the house, got a magnifying glass. Now I didn't know that the sun moves and everything like this. And while I was looking at the bug, I could see the colors better. The sun had come over my shoulder and without me knowing it, I was focusing the light on the bug and I basically killed the fucking bug <laughs> by my observing it. There you go. That's what's happening. Yeah? That's what's happening. Your desire to get out is making the in seemingly much, much bigger. Yeah? It's like that. You don't realize it's not like you have a magnifying glass. You are the magnification. Yeah? We are the magnification. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. A lot of meaning is amplification. We make a molehill out of a, we make a mountain out of a molehill, yeah? That's amplification. So realizing that, you can't let that be, you know, like the vanguard of all your concerns. It's going to be like Sherman's March. It's going to be burnt scorched earth policy. <laughs> And you know, the, the magnification is the selfing. That's what it is. The selfing is like a magnifying glass. 
if the attention and interest gets pulled in through that magnifying glass, talk about Alice in Wonderland. It's Paul in fucking nightmare land, let's say. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, as the magnifying glass, we can't demagnify. We just have to admit that, hey, maybe, just maybe, let's say through the idea of surrender or something, hey, I've got a lot of power and I'm just not up to the fucking challenge. Here you go. Yeah? Hopefully put me to good use. <laughs> yeah, really. Because, uh, you know, people think, you know, Jesus had that miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. But at least Lazarus was alive once. People are making shit out of nothing all day. Huge situations out of nothing. I've watched people... I looked at the date, it was August 28th, and the person was totally flipped out at a AA meeting, and then they shared, and it was all about September 15th. How are you going to have a solution to that? There's no September 15th on August 28th. There's none, yeah? What's the solution? Yeah. That you're in August 28th, or at least you're not in September 15th, yeah? Wouldn't you rather be placed in that, obviously, that simplicity of being where you are at all times, no matter what, so you could tell when the head ain't, so you can see the head going here and there, from here, not seeing it from here, because when you see it from here, you're thinking you're there, you're thinking you're there. No, you're not, you're here. So you can see the head and the little puppet representing you going here and going there. And then most people very nonchalantly talk as if they've been up the ass itself. They went here. They, they haven't gone anywhere. You are here and now. You're not in here and now. You are here and now. You are here and now. That's why there and then can be happening right now, only because of us. Yeah? The only, the only thing that can give life to what's not happening is what's happening. We are what's happening. We're the only thing that can give life to what's not happening. We can drudge it up, we can think about it, we da da da, and there you go. Yeah? Only what's happening. So, like, I wanted to read this thing, because uh, this guy speaks about it really well. He goes, just give up your notions of unenlightened and enlightened. Yeah. Then you might. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, then you might see that which is here to begin with. Uh, oh, oh, that you might recognize that which is here to begin with. But I lost it anyway. But what he says about it is my writing. I can't read. That's amazing. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> so here we go. He says, uh, da, 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 da. "Okay, there is no such thing as illusions. As illusion, illusion is itself illusory." It's very nice, eh? No such thing as illusion. Illusion is itself illusory. Yeah. It's only there because you have invented it, yeah? So basically, what can entertain an illusion is not an illusion, it's reality. We're reality, yes? Isn't it the case? As Ramana says, the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality, and why it's a great mystery being ourselves reality, 
That's the basic premise of non-duality. Being, not we were reality once and we're going to be reality. Being reality ourselves. No requirement to recognize that you are reality. No conditions that your mental state has to fucking approve to let that news in. Being ourselves reality. Yeah? So there is no illusion. It's all illusory. We invent it. We make it. We don't, thank God. That's the good news. See, because again, this, the guilt and shame of selfing would carry you into this message. You would think, oh, fucking, I've been doing that? I've been, I've been fucking making up illusions? No. Something's manufacturing the illusion out of the reality that we are. It's not us. Yes? Yeah. Thank God. So, all right? All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Paul W. I thought you said Bill W. And, uh, Bill W. Bill W. And speak up a little bit if you can, if you have a question. Okay, there's another question from Art. Art, please unmute. Hey, Paul. Yes. Hey, just wanted to say hi and um, tell you it's just great to hear you playing A Love Supreme so beautifully today. Uh, thanks, Art. Yeah, we missed you, Art. Well, I, I feel so blessed to have found your meeting when I did a year and a half ago about then and just had a profound impact, you know, apparently. And, and everything you're saying that didn't make sense before, it, it's just like beautiful music now, just hearing it. That's usually how it works, yeah. And, and, and I love this magnifying glass thing. I, I hadn't heard you say it that way before. Very beautiful. Well, you know what? I want to share another story about that. That was very... I used to have this lovely... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I started getting into lizards, yeah? So I had uh, horn <laughs> and chameleons. Usually you'd get chameleons. And I had this little plastic uh, circle with a little mound of uh, colored little rocks with a fake palm tree. And that was my chameleon little thing. And I'd give it water and you get these little fucking grubs and feed it. And so my family, we were going to Staten Island to a relative's party. And I wouldn't leave without my chameleon. So I took my chameleon with me to the car and every hour, and I had it in the back, you know, the back in the old cars, there'd be the back seat and there'd be a little shelf there. I had, and I had it, I put it there. Yeah. And then I'd be in the party and I'd leave the party like every half hour to check out my chameleon. So I got caught up in the party. I went out there and once again, not understanding that the earth is moving and the sun, the sun had moved and the poor chameleon couldn't escape and it looked like the smallest like Italian belt you ever saw. It was like a piece of like bacon. It was, I was fucking <laughs> because I couldn't understand how did it happen because I didn't have a simple understanding that the sun is moving because when I left it, it there was no sun. So yeah. <laughs> you see, the littlest the little Misunderstanding can lead to great shit, let's say. Yeah. It, this is it, a simple message. I'm happy how you said it, Art. You didn't know what was going on. You didn't understand. And now you're understanding. Yeah, great. 
Yeah, and it, it, can I share a lizard story that just came to mind? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I used to have this housemate that had this lizard, and we'd hang out. Everyone in the house would be smoking weed, and the lizard would just be crawling around. And then this one day, back then, that's what I was into. <laughs> but it, then, well, my roommate more than me. But yeah, but, and then the, the lizard, it climbed up to the top of his head one day. And then when it got to the top of his head, it did that head bobbing thing that lizards do to show dominance. And, and it was so funny because that lizard looked so proud, so happy that it made it, yeah. That's right. That's like a that's like an outpicturing of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> the lizard has us. Yeah. Now when people are talking about lizard people, they think there's really lizard people, but basically it's it's sort of uh, a translation of what they're experiencing, that there's something in them that seems to be doing shit that they have no idea of that <laughs> Yeah. Usually they put it on others. They feel they're not a lizard person. But in this case, the recognition of a lizard person is everyone's a lizard person and therefore no one's a lizard person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks, Art. I'm happy to see you. I had a strange suspicion you used to smoke grass. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the long hair might have given it away. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, yeah thank you. That mystery is solved. Thank you. Uh, anyone else? No more hands right now. Hmm? I don't see any more hands right now. Oh, well, that's great. What time did we start today? One? Uh, one o'clock. Oh, good. All right, then maybe we'll say goodbye. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Someone usually rushes in. Anyone question here? No. I used to be my answer all the time for the live meetings. Anyone question? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used that in a while. <laughs> That's right. Zoom, I have to behave. <laughs> all right, next question. Next question. All right. All right, so hey, Alex and Jacob did a great job, Alex. Thank, Thank you. It's really nice to see you. Uh, yeah. The Zoom is very revelatory in some respects. You can see sense how people are. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, Jacob. Yeah, man. PK, thanks for all the help. Yeah. We got Robert from New Zealand. Always a pleasure, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Tommy, Ireland. Tariq from Dover, New Jersey. Always good, Tariq. Yes. We've got, oh, David uh, Bitterman. Not in jail, not in the hospital. That's pretty good. Not in jail. I do just want to say, if I can, I want to thank Phil for sharing his story. Uh, as he was sharing it, I looked over and there was a couple of papers. We bought our kids a couple of computers for school and I had this protection program sitting here. And it's been here for a couple months. I've been looking at it. And I thought that it was going to be this big pain to fill out. I was going to have to jump through a bunch of hoops and all this stuff. So I've been sitting here looking at it, putting it off, putting it off and dreading it. When he was sharing his story, I glance over and I open it and the paperwork basically says, I have nothing to do. You're fine. You're all set. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been sitting here for two months avoiding something that wasn't even a problem. So I just want to thank, you know, thank you and Phil for that conversation. Yeah, that's more, uh, that's more common than we think. Eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Yeah. Anu, how are you, Anu? 
Yeah, that's good. And we have uh, Catherine. Nice to see you, Catherine. Uh, let's see, we've got Johannes. Johannes has been with us since the beginning. Yes, nice to see you, bro. All's well? Yeah, all's well, thank you. Good, bro. Uh, let's see, we got them. We got Phil W. Thank you, Phil W. I thought it was Bill W., but it was good. We got Sylvester, the man before the curtain. There he is. Nice to see you, Sylvester. We've got, uh, oh, there he is, Clark, Benjamin. What? I can't see it. It's my pen, uh, Benedict Clark. I didn't know that. He's the poet laureate of Zen Bitslab. We got Mary. Nice to see you, Mary. Uh, we got Walt, Roman from Germany. Nice to see you. Kenneth, he's in Vancouver now. Gary, somewhere near Placerville. Yeah. Paul. We got Kaylin. He's from Portugal, eh? No, it's Romania. Romania. Yes, nice. Nice to see you. We got Chris. I don't know where Chris is from. I think he's Southern California. Uh, we've got... Geraldine, Geraldine Liscozzi, nice to see you, Geraldine. Ariane, there she is. Matthew, he comes, nice to see you, Matt. We got John, he's leaving the room. See you, John. We got Sonia, Kerry. Oh, Kerry, oh, they're building a house in Hawaii, wow. Can't hear you, that's cool. Judith, I see the place, great. They're building the house in Hawaii. Oh, there's the sun, there she is. Yeah, cool. I can't hear you though. Ask her to unmute. What? Ask her to unmute. Yeah. They're, I can't hear you. Sorry. I'm losing I don't know you. what to say. That's uh, all I got. It's okay. We just want to check out the place. So they're building a property. Love you, Paul. See you. Yes, yeah, see you, Judith. We got Sonia and Terry from Maine. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Mike C. Deborah. Amy, Amy Grace, that's a word, word, letter, digit, Amy, the brain. All right, well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for having us today. Hope to see you soon. Thanks, Paul. Here's some of the folks here. Yeah. Hey. I found them at a bus stop. There you go. There you go. There's, 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 keep asking me, where's the coffee? No. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Thank you. Bye.
Great, stop recording.